and welcome to episode 30 of Rugby Who Gives a Ruck, our first podcast back since I don't know when. Um, yeah, I know, it's a while. We did, we did one last week, of course. Yeah, no one will ever hear it. But no, we it didn't save it. Lost to the pods. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're halfway through the Six Nations, so obviously we will be talking all things Six Nations this week. Um, but to start off, let's have a quick roundup of club colours. Gents, who wants to start off with some Saracens news? Uh, injury cover from Blair Cowan from Irish is just temporary. I think to the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, end of the season. I don't think they. I don't know if they can even get him longer. Uh, just injury cover for shit tons of injuries on the back row, and then otherwise not much else other than the big uh, series Exeter match that got postponed to tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So I think the Blair Cowan thing is interesting because it reckon that's a sign of London Irish giving up. That they want to take a bit of cash back because they know they're going down and they've given up basically the best player. Sure. Maybe. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Wasps news. So, of course, Nate Hughes is back. Elliot Daly is back as well. Is he, he going to be back for the next match? Well, I thought he was like kind of close. Nate, what, Daly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daly's, Daly's back and fit. He's in training again with England now. All right. So that's, that's good news. Um... Obviously, Danny's leaving. Uh, we've got Lima Sopoanga coming in, which is great. Um, and we've got lots of new talent. So Jack uh, Willis has signed up again, which is good. Sopoanga. So he'll come after Super, Super Rugby, Rugby yeah, yeah. Will he miss any of the Wasp season? Probably a couple of weeks. Got it. Mikey? Um, no real Connacht news. Last week, obviously, we had the unrecorded podcast, which I was giving out about them losing to Zebra. Haven't played since then. They take on the Cheetahs in South Africa today. So while we're all in snow boots and <laughs> trucking through <laughs> yeah, the snow there in flip-flops and 30 degrees. But, you know, that brings its own pain when you're full of gingers in the squad. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only real transfer news this week was uh, Peter Aki has left to go to Toulouse. So he's only been with the club for a month. Yeah, why, why is he leaving? Like, why so quick? Um, six months. He signed at the, for the start of the season, sorry. He just hasn't seemed to have caught a run of games and really found his feet. He's not been picked, so, yeah. Mm, fair it enough. Only, it was only a short-term contract anyway. So no big loss in that way? No. No, like even when, with the loss of Bundy uh, to international duty, he still wasn't in the first um, yeah. first team for the match squads. Just hasn't gelled? No. Um, no other news for me oh, I, actually yeah I will mention the fact that John Muldoon is retiring again because uh, I mentioned it last week but obviously didn't get it on record this week <laughs> fair enough <laughs> okay so I'll jump in with some news no news stuff let's do it um, we're going to give guys for anyone that doesn't remember uh, we had to decide whether or not this is news or no news if it's news we talk about it if it's no news we move straight on so Rassi Erasmus has been announced as the new South African head coach no news was always going to happen yep Okay, fair enough. Uh, John O'Gibbs is leaving. Gibbs, 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 Gibbs is leaving Ulster for family reasons at the end of the season. No news was always going to happen. Lauren always. Well, it's, not, it's for family reasons. His family want him to go back to Australia and have a better job. Well, New Zealand, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> is, he, is he going back to New Zealand? I, I, the rumor is he's linking up with Michael Check in Australia. Really? I thought. Okay, so the article I read said it's family reasons, and he wanted to move back to New Zealand. But it could be that he... Oh, maybe, you never know. Okay. Uh, well, fair enough, let's no see, news. Let's see what happens next. It's no news, don't talk about it. Uh, Harlequins sign a new deal with the, with New Zealand to become this sort of official partner. So I saw the headlines yesterday, 
but I didn't actually read the details because I was too lazy yesterday. I, mean, I don't think. What's that all involved? That's basically they're almost becoming sort of more commercial partners where they'll have coaches going down to New Zealand to learn off them, and then when New Zealand players want to take a sabbatical, in theory they'll be going to Quinns, but in reality I think New Zealand will be sending who they want to Quinns. Quinns will have to play them regardless of form. So I think it's a bad move for Quinns. You think it's a bad move? So if okay, I think this is really interesting, and I think it could be great for Quinns if if like they New Zealand actually follow through with what they say and. When you know, like when Dan Carter took a sabbatical, for example, if he actually goes to Quinns and not Perpignan or whatever it was, like well, that they won't, c- that won't happen. Like, uh, we don't know that. It could be if they follow through with that, it yeah, could but, be an amazing. Coup. Yeah, but they won't. The money what's, won't be the same. Yeah, I was saying, what's the, the what's the sh- what's the structure of it? They just pay them the amount that they got paid for the All Blacks. Yeah, and yeah, they just take over their money yeah, while they're yeah, playing. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's it, not it, huge it, French more money. More the second tier New Zealand players who might take a sabbatical, I would imagine. Mm. Okay, fair enough. So second tier younger players, older players on their way out. Like, what do you? Yeah. To be decided. To be decided, I think. Yeah. I think it's one. Well, I'm gonna keep my eye on it because I think it could be quite interesting to see what happens. I think it's more uh, nice perk for the Kiwis that they'll be like, you know, oh, you've done well for this World Cup. Go on, have your little gap year. So almost like just some structured certainty on yeah, what they can go yeah. do without just having to do the work themselves to arrange it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mike Haley signs with Munster because he wants to play for Ireland. News or no news? And I'll bite news. Tell me more. Don't even know who Mike Haley is. Oh, Mike Haley. He's the um, young, youngish, early twenties, uh, sale fullback. He's played England Saxons, and he's highly rated. Steve Diamond wanted to keep him, but he's got an Irish grandmother, yeah. so he's signed up and moving to Munster to play fullback next year, replacing Zebo, because he wants to play for Ireland, despite the fact he's represented England at under 18s and Saxons level okay he's, he's a good player like that that he could be good for them I'd be interested but, to see if he gets into the team first uh, you'd imagine Conway will have first dibs on the 15 shirt yeah but could they not move him to the wing but then they've Swettenham they've Earls yeah okay I was just playing amazing I mean it'll, it'll be, be interesting to see yeah. uh, what else we got last couple here uh, Dragons thrashed last night by the Southern Kings that's their first ever win 45-13 Jesus News, no news, Mikey? No, Pro 14 news. stuff? Nah, Dragon, they're pretty shit anyway. Okay, last one here. Uh, Claremont have lost again at home, so that's three in a row. This is a team that went 18 months undefeated at home, and they've lost three in a row now. I'm going to say no news because they're pretty mid-table already in the French League. They've had a bad season. Their only hope of getting the Champions Cup is by winning the Champions Cup. So, yeah, the they, uh, wheels are falling off a little bit this season there. Okay, but that could be interesting for, for Saris, of course. Has anybody ever came in second in the Champions Cup and then not played in it the next year? Uh, I'd be surprised if that hasn't happened, but I, I, I don't know offhand. I, I don't know, mate, do they? It's, just, it's hard to believe they played that shitty in the top 14 after they just absolutely smashed Saris twice. Well, it's once like they're focusing more on the Champs Cup this year, isn't it? Any other news for anyone? Shall we talk Heaslip now? I was going to say it later, but obviously Jimmy Heaslip. Let's do that now. Start in the last one here. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Obviously, um, last played for Ireland against Wales, uh, pulled up innocuously against England in the pre-match warm-up, and hasn't featured in competitive rugby since. So, sad way to go out. But I mean, he's what? He's what? Thirty-five now. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. So he's he's had a great career. He's been. What shortlisted a well player of the year twice. Yeah. Just be got nice to see players Lions. like that be able to have a little more 
choice to be able That's to decide it, how yeah. they want to go out rather than get taken out like, like that. I think you know had he been had he been fit he would have been part of the Irish squad this this Six Nations there's no doubt about that so had he been able to go out with a potential championship or a potential Grand Slam would have been a fitting way to go out do you think he would have been starting there I think starting is a different question that would have if he was fit it would have come down to form and how he's been playing for Leinster in the mm, so that's a different question yeah yeah okay. we, and we can't but I think know that. if it he would have been selected there's no doubt about that for the just squad. for leadership and for just being squad, yeah. a presence yeah yeah like you know he was ahead of his time as a back row for Ireland as well in the sense that he was more of a ball handling player than we ever had there yeah he's very he mobile mold. and like when you look back at all he's won mm. you know 2009 Grand Slam with Sean O'Brien Stephen Ferris in the back row you know well, that was a quality back row Lions back row there as sad, um, as sad as it is, at least it happened at 34, not like 28, 29 ah. or something where things were cut really short. There have been a couple of guys. So Eli Walker retired this week, Welsh winger. Uh, he's got a couple of caps. Retired yeah. 25. Hopefully don't see too much more of that. So on that, I think we'll move on. Yeah, on to Six Nations. Six Nation. All right, where will we start? Six Nations. Um, Which match will we want to do first? I think we'll we do it in order. Let's do France it in Italy. order. Let's get France Italy out of the way, if we're honest, because did, did you watch that game, Mikey? Uh, yes, I watched most of it. It was oh, it was awful. I think that was one of the worst one of the worst games I've seen in a long time. It was just error strewn and yeah. just. Do we really even have to talk about it? Can we pick maybe one or two takeaways and move on? All right, what do you want to take away, man? Mm, that I don't want to watch it again. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, so I, the mean, I guess France awful. came out hard the the first try, and I I actually put money on that they were going to win by more than twenty two. They fucked off the rest of the game. Finally got it together, scored a few tries, and then let up at the end and lost me money. That's what I took away from it. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it was a half-full stadium in Rugby's heartland in France. That's probably the saddest thing and, to me, the most interesting. Mm. Um, sign of the French people not caring about the team? Potentially. But there isn't a lot to care about at the moment in regards to... What, quality? Or quality, even yeah. It's not even like they're playing exciting rugby as well. It's it's a, a bad team playing bad, boring rugby. Sure, glimpses of exciting rugby against yeah. Scotland, in particular in the first half. And I think had they had the same team that they had for the opening two rounds of the Six Nations, out there was potential to play a more exciting brand of rugby. But you know, with the changes they made, it was only going to sort of be that sort of a. Yeah, they weren't going to gel the way they did the first two. Like you're going to lose some of that. Yeah, fair enough. But Bastereau, what about his impact? He was good, yeah. really good. Best game I've seen him play, maybe ever. He still made his typical stupid mistakes, but when he wasn't making those, he looked pretty damn good. He's he, just, he, he knocked on several times. He's just the best in the world at being doing that one thing. That's being big and actually being pretty effective in an outside channel. Yeah. Like, and I think there's not much more we can say. In fact, can we move on? Like we talked about that way well, too much now. Actually, I got a question though. If if you had a chance to put him in in England and play him at center, would you do it? Like right now. Next match, you had a chance to put Bastro on the England team. Would you play him? No. No? Mikey, yes. Ireland, would you take him? Well, I, I would, purely because if, if you put him in the England shirt for the next match, France have a huge hole in their fucking dissenters. <laughs> <laughs> Who are France going to put in there? <laughs> That's true. But even that aside, like, um, I think a lot of people would like someone to be able to play and punch holes in and then take take people off England of their have, other England winger. have got that. We've got Ben Taylor. we got, well, mm. dare I say Manu. You have but. inconsistently on both of them. I mean, okay, that you is true. You could do the same for Bastro too. Though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I, it'd be fun to watch. All right, let's let's move on. We, we've talked way too much about France now. All right, next one. Uh, all right, we'll do it in order. Ireland, Wales. Yeah, Mike, you want to take this? Um, yeah, well, 
tricky one to really sort of look back on and decide how the game sort of went. Ireland, you know, Ireland played all the rugby. They for the first say thirty minutes of the first half, and yeah. then suddenly they found themselves down a try with seven minutes to go in the first half. I think that Pondiaki try before the halftime break and the quick try after halftime really set the tone up for the rest of the game. But somehow it still managed to be a dog fight. It's a game that Ireland, you know, forty points up wouldn't have flattered them at you know the sixty-five minute mark. No, it's true. Like. Because Johnny Sexton left how many points out there? 10, 12 points at least? Yeah. Yeah. And then with obviously Steph Evans getting in with three minutes to go, it was a bit. It was a bit. Uh, <laughs> tense. Tense, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall job done. Haven't beaten Wales in I think four years, so that's all is tough. What surprised you the most about the game? Um, probably Ireland. Ireland's attack I thought was pretty good in the sense that although it was still going one up um, I think turning the corners was good we had a lot of a lot of effective uh, momentum I thought Johnny Sexton with ball in hand was very good yeah it really he kept was finding doors I don't know if he was just trying to do more to make up for you know, sort of having a bad day from the boot and I don't know if that also was he always he's always plays well he's on form he's just quality isn't he yeah Bundiaki uh, Chris Farrell was immense Keith Earls was fantastic again yeah, I mean, all that, all that's true. And something we didn't mention in news or no news was Farrell Farrell's hurt. out for... Farrell's hurt, the rest of the Six Nations? Yeah, the rest of the season potentially as well. Yeah, that's... he's out for the season now, yeah. When did it happen? I didn't even notice it. Oh, I don't know, I thought it was in training, wasn't it? Was it was in training, yeah. Oh, it was in training, okay. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it coming out of the game? No, no, apparently it was in training. But he got man of the match, that's... Uh... I mean, he was he was amazing, though. One of the best centre forwards I've seen in a while. I think also it may not be too surprising that it was Earls going off on the right wing and Fergus McFadden coming on that suddenly Seth Evans had a little bit more joy and I think Fergus McFadden also got caught out a little bit in against Italy so I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's fair or not but obviously Keith Earls had Evans in his pocket for the entire game yeah I mean Earls is playing the best rugby of his career at the moment he's never been better he's really he's probably up there on the form wing right now Absolutely, yeah. If it's the lion deer, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much all I have on that other game. Anyone else have anything on the Wales Ireland? No, I mean that was it was a just a fun game actually. I quite enjoyed that one. It was good. It was tense, and then of course Stockers picked it off, picked off the pass for the win. Yeah, yeah, easily done. Uh, Yeah, yeah. okay. Put some money in my pocket. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that's the only reason you watch rugby is now. It's just a bet. All I'm doing, I mostly remember that spot and a lot of pints of beer. (laughs) <laughs> All right, and Scotland, England. All right, Nick. Yes. <laughs> where do we? Where do we? I wasn't even sure I wanted to do a podcast this week, uh, but we need to talk about it, don't we? Um, I mean, we just got. All right, so we'll follow the kind of the format here that we wanted to outline. What What did surprise you most about that one? That we lost. First of all, you know, arrogant Englishman. There, I didn't think we'd lose. Um, Scotland, though, were were really really good they're incredible generally the breakdown performance England just didn't show up for whatever reason and there's lots of things you can say were they tired was it lack of technique lack of passion but Scotland really just brought it out there how much of the uh, Georgian training session was took it out of them do you think beforehand just doing a big scrum session like that apparently they got battered around the place (laughs) yeah I I don't know what worries me the most about this game 
following the heels of Italy last year for the Six Nations, this team can't fucking adapt. Like, they can't, within a game, have no way to change what they're doing if it's not working. But the bad thing is, as well, that this isn't just this game. This is since the second half of the Wales game. They didn't do I mean, anything I, well, in the I think it's been happening since Jones has been on board. I'm not blaming on him. I'm just saying mm. it's been apparent since over time, over the last two years, that if something goes wrong, they don't have the leadership on the field or they don't have the... The training the wet, or the whatever, wet. like they don't, they don't have anyone to pull them aside and make a difference. They look better in the second half, but like they're not, it's not happening on the field. No one's changing things. So that, that to me, all what you're saying falls on Dylan Hartley. Like if he's in the team for his inspiring leadership, because he, I've defended him in the past, and I think he offers a little bit more as a player than people give him credit for. His lineout is good. His scrummaging is pretty good. Like that's the, the Mike, you're a hooker. That is the essentials of a good hooker. But they need, he needs to be able to pick up what's going wrong. Exactly, and, and he's not for whatever reason he's not able to do that. Whenever you you pan across on the camera, you see Owen Farrell talking to people. You see Dylan Hartley standing and smiling. You know, you, there's nothing. I think now is the time to change it. Now I agree. Uh, yeah, you can't go into a, a World Cup and not have that ability. Yeah, I agree. Is it too too near the World Cup to make a change like that, though. No, because you still got. Okay, say they pick, let's say Farrell as captain or Joe Lorchby or whatever they do. You've still got another 15, no, was it 12 games left of rugby for them to adapt and to pick. And they can still have Hartley on the bench if they want, if they want. But I don't think it's too late or too early, sorry. Why do we make a Nigel Owens performance on the day? It's too easy to pan a referee. It's a difficult job. I think it was a bit of a party at the breakdown, but I don't think that's, that's not why England lost. That's not weighing the loss. The only point I would make on Owens is that if you compared the last five minutes of the Ireland-France game versus, say, the second half of Scotland-England, the amount of penalties Scotland were getting at the breakdown when there was no penalties given for the five minutes, the 41 phases, yeah, it's uh, it's inconsistent Inconsistent not when he, Inconsistent when he wants them to play on and not call anything. The, I, only, I only had one issue, and that was the Joe Launchbury where he was over the top and let the ball go and then uh, it's set by Danny Kerr and Danny Kerr scored the try but and then brought it back yeah that's annoying because when you listen back here Nigel Owens um, his communication was actually quite bad in that one like he just was like yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. and then when he got intercepted he called them back there was no he wasn't playing an advantage he, only when the try happened did he actually call the penalty had the try not happened he wouldn't have called it I think he would have played it on yeah so that I think is bad referee. Uh, but otherwise it wasn't enough to make a difference so. yeah I agree all right, Matty, do you want to talk us through your wet dream? My wet dream. Finn Russell. It was my wet dream. Um, <laughs> I didn't even actually catch how amazing of a pass it was during the game. I don't know if anybody probably did. Well, none, of, none of us, I can oh, tell you. Me and Malcolm did. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you? But I also said at halftime that England can't come back. Yeah, you, can, you did say that. I, I guess I didn't realize how far he threw that to the right. And the, how thin of a margin there was between catching it, not catching it, catching it on the run, having to stop for it. Like, I, honestly, he's he's got like a to be that pass to be cannon. so good. He's got a, he's got like a one meter square area to hit. If for, if not more, I mean, he caught it at full pace right at the. I mean, I was watching rugby tonight as well when uh, he caught he catches the ball to releasing the pass with is it uh, JJ coming up on him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had point six eight of a second to catch and get that ball away so it's entirely instinct and training like he, he, your brain couldn't even process what he did like it just happened 
but sometimes they don't and then he gets laid. yeah oh well, yeah yeah I mean, happen uh, to get he basically has the talent to be able to throw that pass sometimes it works mm. but a lot of times it doesn't and that time it did and that's good i told you i told you guys oh, okay on the on the podcast that wasn't aired but no, i don't think you mentioned that at all <laughs> he is he's the most talented fly half no, i definitely didn't say that <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you said he was useless. <laughs> when we done that preview, you said he was useless. Scotland was shit. You had no problem going up to Murrayfield and taking a big fifty-point win. Okay, only, only one of those things was true. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we keep moving on? Yeah. We're running over here. All right. Have we got off to the quiz. I think quiz. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Let's see if someone well, actually, actually have we got any questions. Let's, Let's see if someone can score a point this time. All right, who's up first, round one? Uh, Maddie goes first. Oh, uh, sure, why not? Uh, I'm just gonna kick the penalty. Kick the penalty. Uh, who scored the last French try on the Friday night? Oh shit! I need to press you for an answer. This is a quick one. It's not um, a penalty. Um, 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 Four, three, two, one. We need an answer. Can I steal? Let it. Uh, All right. No, no it's Bastero. Was it really? Was it? I knew he scored, but I didn't think it was the last one. Okay. Hmm. Fair enough. I was gonna say Giard. I was gonna say Giard. It, it doesn't matter. Right. He didn't get it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no steal option. All, All right. right, Nikki. What do you want? Uh, take a penalty as well. Take a penalty. What was the name of the stadium which they played in? Oh, it's the um, uh, the velodrome. Yep. Yeah, I'll give it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In Marseille. Yeah, Marseille yeah. velodrome. All right, back on you. It's 3-0 to Nick. We've points on the board. For the Maddie, first time. What do you want? Uh, I'm going to go for the try. Go for the try. Can you name all the Irish players who played against Wales that scored from the boot? Irish players that, that what? Repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> who scored from the boot? For Ireland. For Ireland. Sexton. the fuck came in for how many points were you in at this point <laughs> a lot I <laughs> uh, need to press you for an answer here um that's uh, I don't get anymore alright um I will give this option to steal uh Murray and Carberry Nick takes it really? and I do remember Murray in hindsight for sure but I don't remember the Carberry one it was uh Stockdale's try under the post so Carberry slats it over right okay. at the end of the game alright fair enough alright so that's uh 8-0 that's game over. I know, there you go. Alright. Round three is void. Because Matt can't come back and I have no questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough, I don't deserve to win it. Okay, Six Nations part two. Oh, it feels like we should have some other buffer before we start talking about Six Nations again. It's pretty much a Six Nations podcast, so let's Six Nations pod. We're, yeah. we're midway through. True. Uh, let's a bit I thought this was a feature on your news or no news though about Eddie Jones being accosted outside the uh, station. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, how did we I miss should, that point? Damn, I shot that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is I went so I watched it without audio earlier this week I don't know why I think because I was supposed to be working um, but I watched it with audio today and between the accents and the bleeping it out I still couldn't figure out what the fuck they're saying but it was obviously that it was just not cool with the way they, they kind of went at him there and opening up his door of his car when he was arguing yeah that, that was ridiculous it's also because he paused for a uh, a picture with them and then they were and, giant dicks yeah it's I don't know what, what I mean like everything in rugby they'll blow it out of proportion when it comes to these kind of yeah. things um, as far as like what they do but it was it was shit what do you mean blow it out of proportion like they'll come up with a bunch of new like safety regulations for coaches and like 
I think we need to make sure it doesn't get turned into football, but I think rugby gets a little heavy-handed on some things. Yeah, I would be surprised if those individuals still were rugby fans. I though they weren't. They were they were football fans, but I, I don't know. Oh, well, I, mean, I mean, anyway, I just yeah. say that on the heels of the whole Farrell's tunnel scuffle that you didn't put in the no, news, no news. Yeah, either. you didn't put a lot of stuff in the news, did you? I was working on events from this week. That was last I mean, week. I mean, I that basically on. got handwritten letters and shit all for one guy. Oh god, that trying was, to push his way through the tunnel. That but anyway. actually was ridiculous. Like the whole, like the fact that they had to write to the unions is so. That's actually to me. That's the worst side of rugby in some ways. Kind of slightly pretentious, you know, slightly sort of yeah, said heavy-handed. Yeah. For what is just an incident. Anything else about the Eddie Jones thing? Like, is it kind of is what it is? But yeah, it is completely what it is. Like, it's, it's, it's a shit situation. Got himself into. It's not the end of the world. You know, I don't. I think he won't take I the train he, anymore. Saying never taking the train again is a bit fucking much. You know, plenty of people have take public transport on a daily basis have been mugged on a bus stop or you know getting to or from work and still have to take a train <laughs> stuff so like can't well, he's, he's got the means to avoid yeah, that if he wants yeah, to yeah but I mean how many I'm surprised he's actually I'm actually surprised he takes it I mean how many football coaches would be taking the train different scenario though you can't compare football yeah like that that's yeah that, that he still really makes work. shit tons of money though he doesn't need to be taking it I mean it happens I don't know I think yeah, it's, it's also though can I just say one thing about if you're taking the train sort of instead of going private that's almost like you know trying to interact with people men and the people whatever that's cool but like he had a sour puss on his head when he was taking that photo oh off. yeah he did not want to be there <laughs> he did like, that was he, before anything kicked off like. I don't I don't want to say people and invite abuse but he he wasn't being very open to the whole situation exactly yeah you can diffuse that a little bit better I think as well as yeah. If only he had some sort of experience in managing yeah. people or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's just... Look, did he get a foxed again? <laughs> I mean, he's really not good with people, period. What? He's... On a coach, on a field? Sure, fine. I'll give you that. But in a, in a, could you imagine ever wanting to go have a beer with a guy? No, not oh, at all. Oh, this is intense as anything. But... How good would uh, Eddie Jones's management be if Juan Farrell didn't play for them? I see more and more. Let's digest on that one for a while and maybe come back to that. That could be a whole other topic <laughs> for a while. All right, let's move on to the previews. Um, let's start off. Is Ireland Scotland first game on Saturday? Uh, I actually don't know. I think uh, I think it's Ireland Scotland. It's first on our list, so let's go with England, that. We got the interwebs. I can check. Wales, Italy. So what? All right, Ireland Scotland. Ireland, Scotland first, yep. Right, so Scotland are atrocious away from home. Obviously, very good at home. Only beaten once in the last 10 to New Zealand at home, but, you know, pretty yeah. sure the way. Uh, any changes? Obviously, uh, Wilson cleared of sighting for gouging. Yeah. Um, That's probably fair. I think he's just pushing the guy away. I don't yeah, think he's. I don't think they have any injuries. I'm not sure, though. I don't, I think they've actually just getting players back. Who? Uh, so Nell and Ferguson Faderson are both back now mm-hmm. uh, it's probably one of the most healthy squads yeah they, they've, they've sort of shaken off that scrum worry and now they're kind of looking good again yeah I could see anything happening in this game I'm pretty sure Ireland win I had, yeah. I had written down my notes like 7 to 10 points I think Ireland get a bonus point win so, if Scotland plays like they did last week I think they're in it but yeah I, I can't see Scotland playing like it I can't see Ireland letting them play like um, yeah, the, the like brutal Irish back row is going to boss that situation yeah, in a way well, that England couldn't. Yeah, I think the back row. Can, well, yeah. See, the Scottish back row was obviously good, but then we've touched on this before that England back row isn't very good. 
at the moment. Yeah, I would I would agree. Yeah, it's lacking so it's lacking think, something. Yeah, I think in direct comparison, even with an under strength back row with say Levy, who'd be maybe third or fourth choice seven at the moment. Yeah. You know, Sean O'Brien. Well third maybe Sean O'Brien, Fender Flair would be ahead of him. Yeah. Um Slender, yeah, Peter Manny, yeah. So no, I think we'll be in a good spot. Obviously need to see if we get Henderson back at um no other injuries I think in the front in the pack and then obviously the centre will be a tough goal Do we, does he put ring rods back I think that depends how it goes against Leinster or for Leinster yeah that's I, I don't know, think that, we, we, that game's postponed so actually we, we, until we see the guy play I don't think we can comment on ring rods really because he's been out for what three months now otherwise it looks like I'd imagine Scannell will probably go on 12 and it's potential push Bundy to, to 13 Bundy at 13 yeah yeah I mean gives you more playmaking options about, yeah. about the only thing I'm certain on is that we don't have a pub book to watch this, guys, and um getting kind of pumped about these two games, and we're not going to have anywhere to watch it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we, 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 can, we can work that out later. <laughs> what about the next game? Uh, France-England. I mean, you've got to back an English win, like a response. There's got, we've got to see a response. I think you're but away, also though, taking it lightly going away from home. Yeah, that's what worries me is the way. If we're going back to Twickenham, I... I so I we've beaten France away from home fairly consistently in the past few years, even before Eddie Jones came in. So going to Paris doesn't really bother me that much. Like going to Scotland was more scary, if you will. I think we can beat France away, particularly because also France. Lost to Scotland in Scotland in ten years. That's true. <laughs> but I, I would think, I would say if if you'd reverse the weeks. And France England was last week. I think they're in position to kind of screw up and let it happen. But I think on the heels of the Scotland game, I think they'll get their shit together. France play the kind of game that would suit the English pack as well. They want to bash you all up. And well, it depends what French team they pick. They yeah, pick and how fair. long they spend their enforced. Well, they've, they've picked the same squad. Have they? Yeah, yeah. They've already they picked the same, same squad. squad as last week? Yeah. They didn't bring no any, new players. They didn't bring any brought, of those players back? I thought it was nope. just a one-week oh. band. No, nope, none of them have been brought back in so far. Jesus. That could still happen, Maybe. but... So I there goes our theory that it would, they would only do it for Italy. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, well, I think it'll be a closer game than you're, you know, giving French credit for. I thought they had been better than expected. I didn't expect anything from them. Well, the individuals are still better. good. That's if you look at they've still got individuals that are, you know, very, very, very good. But I don't know, the team is just lacking. Something. What changes do you want to see from an English point of view? I want to see Sam Underhill start. I want. To see Sam Simmons is back this weekend, isn't he? Yeah, yep. I He's might well. This weekend. I might be tempted to put Sam Simmons back in at eight because Nate Hughes looked exhausted after ten minutes. But his first game back to he was always going to be blowing. <sighs> yeah, it's true. Except for Billy, when Billy comes back, he plays eighty minutes. Yep, agree. And I want to see Ben Teo in for Ford. So moving forward to ten. Oh, that's got to be some golden podcasting nuggets there. Ben Teo lining <laughs> out of ten in France. <laughs> 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 uh, that won't happen though. It won't, but it would be nice. I don't know. He pulled Farrell or, or pulled Ford early. What about fifty minute mark? Yeah, exactly. So. But it, it, it made no impact though. Not really. Not what I was expecting. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. I don't talk about this anymore. You don't want to talk about looking forward to beating France. <laughs> I want to talk about Wales v Italy. I talk about Wales v Italy. Wales Italy. What do you want to talk about there? Uh, well, Where, is this in Cardiff? I'm assuming it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, you'd imagine it'll be a forty-point yeah. win by Wales. Exactly, they're gonna. Well, 
it's interesting that Gatland has said he's going to bring in a whole host of new people because he wants to try out new people in the international environment. So that could be quite entertaining. But otherwise, this isn't. This doesn't plan to be a. Golden. I think that could make it more entertaining for making it possibly more even of a game, given Italy half his shout. But that's probably all there will be at the best. But there's always a potential for an upset, so you never know. This could be it. I don't see that. I don't see that. Not in Cardiff with a good Welsh team. But if they do, I can allude to I mentioned it. <laughs> oh, sorry? I, like how <laughs> I called it here first. <laughs> I, like how can, I like how Mikey controls the editing so he can make bold predictions. <laughs> Cut it out if he needs to. But ultimately, Wales will definitely win this one easy. Yeah, they will, for sure. I do think Italy will win this game easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one stays in? <laughs> Which makes the edit. <laughs> Right, um, okay, guys. Anything Grand Slam else? We haven't touched on Grand Slam. Who do you think will win the Grand Slam? Well, only Ireland can win the Grand Slam now. But you heard it there first, folks. Arrogant <laughs> <laughs> oh, English <laughs> baited him right into that one. I don't think there'll be one. I don't think there will either. I think England are, will be Ireland at home, but I think Ireland will still win because I think they'll get a losing bonus point, or they've already got more bonus do you think points Ireland than us. Will win the championship this round when France beat England. <laughs> no France would be England bonus point. do England need a bonus point win though yeah to stay in the championship yes yes so, so Ireland so already Ireland have win more win the championship if we get a bonus point win against Scotland and England don't get the bonus point yeah then you can still win yeah or win the championship yeah, yeah you can you can get bonus points on everything lose to England and still win it it's a little screwed up but it can happen that's not screwed I think well I mean it's, well, it's, so. it's weird to lose yeah it's the exact same scenario as happened last, last year, year. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 England yeah. had a wrapped up final day and it's just role reversal yeah yeah how do you think England will take to uh, trying to spoil the parity oh, well I think I think, think we I do it. think we'll be Ireland at home in the final game but I think Ireland are going to be like they're going to get the they're going to get a losing bonus point and it's going to be enough to win the game well, sorry, win no, the I tournament. Think the, well unless you get the bonus point win and Ireland get a bonus point win. The championship will be over before the England game. Mm, England won't okay. be able to do anything. Well, England will still spoil the party, though. I think I think we'll yeah, still I win. I can't. I don't see him not showing up to try to spoil it. I think they would love to do that. Yeah, that's just the kind of thing that Eddie Jones can motivate a team to do as well. St. Paddy's Day spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's, it, it, like they're the two best teams in the championship for the last five years. This has got to be the best two out of three, isn't it? They're both on two each for the last five yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So. Yeah, okay. We'll play it by ear, but yeah, it'll definitely be an uh, Irish grandson. <laughs> uh, going into the last topic, Mikey, are you going to find a way to get tickets? Oh, yeah. Um, can I have tickets, please? <laughs> <laughs> so there's 30 people listens to this podcast. Surely you can all ask 30 people more. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pyramid scheme for Mikey to get tickets. It's <laughs> the reason we've been running the pod for the last couple of years, just so you can get tickets for this match. Exactly. Nick, how much would you pay for a ticket for this game? I would pay... Well, actually, I can't I can't go to the game, so I've got tickets for comedy that evening. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't give those up if someone gave... If... How, how, how much were the tickets for the comedy? I don't know. If you had a ticket, hold, hold, hold on. <laughs> so if someone offered to sell you an... England Ireland ticket for fifty quid. You wouldn't take that, pay that, and, and go to it and skip comedy. Yeah, probably would actually. <laughs> okay, I would pay. I pay. I reckon I pay up to a hundred pounds. If I already had plans, maybe a hundred pounds. If not, two fifty. You yeah. pay two fifty. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have more money than me. I forgot that. <laughs> I think they'll. Yeah, 
I think the cheapest I've seen so far is five hundred. Yeah, well, so you know, I don't have to worry about that choice. <laughs> or I could just. Wait, your wife's going to the game, isn't she? She is going. So if I could, she could just if. No, nah, I'm not, not going to even say it. If I could just find a way that she last minute can't go, then you know I'll just go in her place. No, don't. Okay. Whatever you're thinking, don't do it. <laughs> do it, and then I'll seal your ticket. <laughs> and now I'm away to the game, folks. Uh, the pyramid scheme is working. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Anything else? No, just uh, send in your tickets to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, see you next week, where we will be celebrating the fact Ireland wrapped up the championship with a week to spare, and we'll be getting ready for St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Yep, let's go.